Have you ever wondered why exactly it is that things usually sound better at home than they do on stage, in auditions, or even in lessons? It's easy to chalk it up to nerves or assume that you just have to practice more or get more performance experience. And sure, those things certainly are part of the puzzle, but a lot of times that's not really the true root cause. If you've been confused by the inconsistency of your performances, I put together a free four-minute quiz called the Mental Skills Audit, which will help you pinpoint your mental strengths and weaknesses and figure out what exactly to adjust and tweak in your preparation for more consistently optimal performances. You can take the Mental Skills Audit online at bulletproofmusician.com MSA. That's MSA for Mental Skills Audit. And again, it's 100% free, and it'll take just four minutes to get your results emailed to you as a PDF. This is Noah Kageyama, and you're listening to the Bulletproof Musician Podcast. Every Sunday morning, we'll take a look at a new research-based tip or technique to help you practice more effectively or perform better under pressure. And on the first Sunday of every month, I'll have a guest from the music, sport, or research world who will share their insights on how we can all be a little more awesome in the practice room and on stage. When you see your student or child or doggy do something well, it's natural for us to want to reward their efforts with praise. And when we have a child or student who seems a little down on themselves, it can be especially tempting to try to lift their spirits and confidence by offering them kudos like incredible job, even if that might be overstating reality a little bit. After all, we tend to think that we are more persuasive when we use strongly worded language. But is this how confidence actually works? Do more extreme praise statements like amazing job or terrific job provide a greater boost to self-esteem than plain old nice job? Or could inflated praise actually be counterproductive? A team of researchers conducted a series of studies to learn more about the impact of inflated praise on children. They studied 114 pairs of parents and children between the ages of 7 and 11, where each parent ran their children through 12 math exercises. Armed with a stopwatch and a scoring sheet, the parents judged whether the child completed each exercise correctly in the allotted time. Naturally, parents praised their children as they went through the various exercises. The researchers kept track of the number of times the children were praised and categorized their praise as either inflated praise or non-inflated praise. Examples of inflated praise would be phrases like, very good, extremely good, you answered very fast, or fantastic. Non-inflated praise would have been something like, good, well done, or you're doing well. So what did the researchers discover? Well, the first takeaway is that inflated praise was pretty common. 25% of all praise was of the inflated variety. The more interesting observation, though, is that children with lower self-esteem got more of this inflated praise. It didn't matter whether they were boys or girls, how old the kids were, or whether it was the mother or father providing praise. Kids with lower self-esteem flat out got more inflated praise. So was this a good thing? Does inflated praise help boost the confidence of kids with lower self-esteem? To find out, the researchers did a follow-up study of 240 children between the ages of 8 and 12 to see whether inflated praise makes kids more or less likely to take on challenges. Each child was asked to draw Van Gogh's wild roses. Each then received feedback on their drawing from a, quote, professional painter. This was actually a sham. The painter was working in another room, and children just received a handwritten note critiquing their drawing. 
Anyhow, one group received a note which read, you made an incredibly beautiful drawing, which was the inflated praise. A second group received a note which read, you made a beautiful drawing, which was the non-inflated praise. And a third group received no feedback at all about the drawing. Then the children were presented with a choice of which pictures they would draw next. Some of the choices were simple to draw, while others were more complex. This was a test to see how willing the kids would be to embrace a challenge. The experimenter said to each child, quote, If you choose to draw these difficult pictures, pointing to the complex figures, you might make more mistakes, but you'll definitely learn a lot too. And if you choose to draw these easy pictures, pointing to the simple figures, you won't make many mistakes, but you won't learn much either. So was there any relationship between the type of praise the kids received and how willing they were to take on a challenge? Well, the short answer is yes. However, inflated praise affected high and low self-esteem kids very differently. For kids with high self-esteem, receiving inflated praise seemed to boost their confidence even further, because they were more likely to take on the challenging pictures when given inflated praise. But for the less confident kids, the opposite was true. When given inflated praise, children with lower self-esteem avoided the challenging pictures. They actually responded better to regular non-inflated praise and were more likely to take on the challenging pictures when their praise wasn't worded quite so strongly. So why might that be? Well, there are multiple elements likely involved here, but one factor is the role that praise plays in communicating our standards and expectations for how we expect our student or child to perform in the future. So when we say, you did an incredible job to a child with low self-esteem, they might actually internalize this message as, you must always do incredibly well, which of course is an awful lot to live up to, especially since low self-esteem tends to be associated with worrying about failing and falling short of expectations, all of which could lead them to quit while they're ahead and avoid future situations where their perceived low abilities could be revealed. However, when the situation feels safe and they are pretty sure they can meet the standards expected of them, they are willing to take on challenges. This is perhaps why regular praise emboldened them just enough, without setting the bar so high that their fear of failure was activated. High self-esteem kids, on the other hand, tend not to be as concerned with failure. They gravitate towards challenges and embrace opportunities to show what they can do and are eager to demonstrate that they can meet the high expectations people have set for them. So for a child with high self-esteem, giving them inflated praise, thereby raising the bar of future expectations, might in some cases actually encourage and motivate them to strive for even greater things in the future. So what can we take away from all of this? Well, the big takeaway is that when it comes to praise, one size does not fit all. Though it might make providing effective feedback a little more complicated, tailoring praise to the child by being mindful of your adjectives and adverbs, and also being attuned to how the student responds to praise, does seem to be well worth the effort. You can find links to this week's study and other resources at bulletproofmusician.com blog. And if you found the episode helpful, please share it with a friend or practice buddy who you think might also enjoy experimenting with this during the coming week.